two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. All right. Yes. Can a horse swim? A horse? No, they're always just tall enough to walk, I think. Ah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? I I think I can picture um, a nature video with horses, uh, like being filmed from underneath and the horses pedaling along. Okay. Man, I can't picture how they would swim at all. I just think they would just drop like a stone to the bottom. Yeah, they might be water panic, uh, great creatures of water panic. Yes. Yeah, you don't like to see an animal panicking. That's I would much rather see an animal be, you know, smothered to death with a pillow than in, go in any kind of panic. I guess <laughs> I guess you panic big time when that's happening, so never mind. Not smothered old with a pillow. Old and in the hospital, yeah. A horse old on its uh, deathbed. Yes, just coming in. And it's that, the pillow, unfortunately... Well, we've discussed on the podcast kind of an odd thing to smother somebody with as for a person wouldn't work at all for a horse. Yeah, something which by trade is like breathable. Yeah. Like you're supposed exactly. to be able to breathe through a pillow, I think. Right. I think they take great pains to make sure you can breathe right through those things. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, breathable pillows. You'll never get smothered on our watch. Yeah, but I think you bring that pillow from home. I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hey, what's with the pillow? Yeah, it's my aunt's favorite pillow. She said, please bring it to me before I pass away. She's in perfectly good health. Well, <laughs> that pillow is going to change things. I mean, also, why does it say smothering pillow on it? Is that, that's not, you're not planning to smother oh, her with that, are you? That is a good brand. Like, oh, of course we're kidding. Please don't smother each other, but a smothering pillow pillowcase company. Yes, that's good. Yeah. A good thing to gimmick gift. Right. Or, yeah, a gimmick thing for you to bring over to your, you know, friend's house or whatever for a sleepover. <laughs> yes, a sleepover bit prop. Yep, smothering A pillow. sleeping bag that says, I enjoy killing the people I sleep over with. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it comes with the like whole line a, of products. Hand, a handwritten note. About which is like a list of all your, the, the kids' names <laughs> you plan to smother and what order you smother them in, and you just leave that in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> yes, you can get that customized with your order. Each each order comes with a customized list of people you plan to smother, and smothers in quotes because you're obviously not going to do it. But for the for the reveal of them finding that bath that note in the bathroom. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you can customize like the theme of it and the colors of it or whatever, but the list of the names is just, unfortunately, we can't customize that. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just (laughs) whatever we came up with to start with. Yes. Oh, okay. Because, and then do people start following that as a trend? Everybody starts naming their kids (laughs) just those names from that list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't want to be left out of any future smothering bits, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it becomes too fun when that reveal happens that, you know, people are like, well, I don't want to, I want my son to have the same experience that I had. Man, what is up with Southern people just wanting their kids to have the same experiences that they had? 
I mean, right? Is that deep seated jealousy that they don't want him to be more successful? So give him the exact same thing. That way, there's nothing to discuss. Oh man, that's a nice. Uh, that's an interesting perspective on it. Yeah, is that lie down on the couch and I'll I'll tell you what uh what's up? Yeah, I think that's that's a uh, crooked couch uh, conversation yeah. right there. That's, but it is Southern people, right? Like you, you get the Southern mom who just really she was a cheerleader and she just her daughter has to be a cheerleader just like her. She has to do yeah. the same moves in the cheerleading as her. She has to go. Also date the dad. <laughs> yeah, she has to date the exact same guy. <laughs> Also have a kid at age 18 <laughs> with him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What is up with Southern people always doing that? <laughs> no. Um, I think you find that some of everywhere. I think it's the, uh, what did some of the Northern parts of the country copy off the South and start doing that? I think that's what it is. It's the uh, the these southern people have started moving up to the north. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, I guess that's how it all happens, right? We'll it, we'll get in the um, in the wood we, wooden wheel uh, horse drawn buggy and we'll head up head up town. Yeah, I mean, you, they can take the south out of the. Uh, What's that? How's that going to go? You can take the the house out of the uh, out of the horse drawn carriage, but you can't take the south out of uh, the, the north. You know what I want for my kids' experience. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I guess you don't normally hear about that one on like the stereotypical um, and quite frankly unkind joke of uh, Southern people being inbred. It's usually well, it's more of a cousin-based system, right? In the in the unfortunate joke that I don't participate in. Yeah, I, are you stressing it wrong? You sounded like you you said in bread. Oh, like they're made up in a, in a recipe of sorts. No, yeah, I very well could have in bread, in bread. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. In- they're in bread for sure. They're in bread because yeah, I might have. What was that? Uh, being too excited? Possibly, yeah. Maybe maybe you are in bread yourself. Yes, uh, I you know I think but I think the Irish were on the inbred side of things, weren't they? Yes, based on uh, that SNL bit with Bill Hader. That's what I I didn't know that, but there was like some SNL bit with Bill Hader where he's talking about you know uh, wooden ear and like all these birth defects and you know that that the Irish have developed over the years of inbreeding. So now I, I had no idea, but yeah, I guess we're all. I mean, you hear that accent, and it's not like you can be like. All right. Well, this this is my cousin. They all sound the same. I think that accent just you you can't tell anybody apart. That's true. You think that was kind of a big problem. Most of us are able to figure out who our cousins are by by uh, them not having an accent. But in Ireland, everybody <laughs> sounds the same. So you would have no way of knowing who was your cousin. Right. Like, hey, wasn't that your cousin? <laughs> he he. He was an Irish man named Seamus. What am I supposed to know beyond that, you know? I see. Yes. That is a problem yes. that they probably didn't consider when they were coming out with that accent. Right. And that's why I'm surprised that whole areas had the same accent. Like, oh, I don't want to be confused and accidentally thrown in jail for that other guy with the exact same accent. I'm going to come up with my own. 
Yes. I think that that's, <laughs> that's the only way. To... Yeah, they, their eyesight used to be terrible. So I think like 50% of knowing what was going on was, was hearing it. Their eyesight definitely became terrible after all that inbreeding, you know? <laughs> yes. You're, you're forced to, it's just tradition to, um, you know, poke each other in the eye when you're having sex with a family member. <laughs> <laughs> Once you figure it out, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, just blur your eyes up a little bit. You'll never know it's your cousin. <laughs> you lose the accent. Well, you know, mid-coitus, you lose the accent. Just naturally, you stop talking with the accent, and that's when you realize, oh, yeah, we're actually cousins. I, thought, I had no idea, Based, <laughs> you sound like everybody else, so I thought you, for sure you weren't my cousin. Right. And eventually, I think, I guess, here's where you run into a problem. You have kids, and then you don't remember to take off the voice in front of them, so then they grow up talking like you. Oh, and then maybe the bar mitzvah, you turn 12, and hey, this is a big day. Do you agree to be, uh, you do, do you agree to change your voice into your own specific accent? Oh, was I supposed to answer as the... <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> no, um, but yeah, some kind of ceremony where like, yeah, you're you're an adult in the uh, in the world of ha speaking uniquely. So make yourself one of those things uh, and have a whole ceremony. Yeah, I, th I feel like not enough Irish people get bar mitzvahed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as it is. Yeah. As it is. Even yeah. before what your point was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Irish Jews never happened, huh? I don't know. Uh, and I don't know if it would be good or bad, but I, uh, if there are any Irish Jews out there listening to the podcast, we'd love to hear from you guys. Oh, there's no Irishman like the Irish Jew. <laughs> <laughs> How would you do an Irish Jew accent? Oh, yeah. Seamus Goldberg walked into the, uh, into the schnitzel pub. So you got to start with Jewish, I think. So you have to start with like, uh, maybe start with like the over-the-top rabbi because that's nobody could be a, offended by that, right? Yeah, how's what? he talking? I'm here. I get my hat. I wear, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, how do you pour some Irish onto that? What I Seamus O'Reilly felt a who? I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Irish Jewish rabbi, because I think I, he he goes half priest, half rabbi, because I think the Irish were uh, were some whiskey priests themselves. They sure were, yeah. And the yeah. and the uh, the Jews are, uh, were like priests a, as well. <laughs> <laughs> we're big uh, into the Catholic faith. I, <laughs> if I, that's yeah, right. If I have my history correct. <laughs> Yes, that's right. What are we talking about? Are there Catholic Jews? Of course there are. Yes. The whole, remember the whole, that documentary. Right. The Catholic Jews will Catholic rise again. Jews. Yep. The return of yeah. uh, Jesus Christ, the Catholic Jew. Oh, Jesus Christ, in fact, was a Catholic Jew. Oh, the first Catholic Jew himself. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Jesus, the inventor of Catholicism and, uh, and all things holy. And uh, a lot of people think Irish, possibly, too. Yes, <laughs> yes. Hoi the Garden of Gethsemane. Hoi vey, the Garden of Gethsemane. The snake, yeah, one of those songs where it keeps building off of itself. 
an Irish. Here's where you mash up the Irish and the Jews. Jesus is Jewish. Okay. You do an Irish song about all the different Garden of Gethsemane things. One of those songs that keeps going, like the snake came over and he said to the dead, and he, and then ah shoot, I can't perform it. But you know what I mean? Like it ends on the same. It builds thing. on itself. Yeah, it builds on itself very much like a snake itself. Right, the snake and the log and the log and the snake and the snake down in the Irish Jew. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And the snake down with the Irish Jew. Hi ho, the Garden of Gethsemane, the olive tree. Oh, the olive tree bent over him. A big friend of the podcast. Yes, always nice to say hello while we're there. Yeah, it's what we're famous for. Yes, the podcast rides on. Um, what is your least favorite college name to hear? Mm. Randolph Macon? Oh, name of a college. Okay, I was thinking about names of people from college. Um, college name to hear. I Wheeling Jesuits, no picnic. No, it's it's certainly not, no. Um, Georgia Southern? Georgia Southern. Southern what? Okay, yeah. <laughs> College, I guess, yeah, but they don't say that, so you never know. Yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. knows what we're talking about. Georgia Southern, okay. Georgia I'm supposed to believe Southern. that. Yeah, I like the ones. I like Southern at the beginning. Southern Illinois, the Salukis. That's where you want to be. Right now, we're talking about something that's a college that's in the southern part of Illinois. Georgia Southern. Right. I'm sorry, what? Oh, you know what it might be? It might be one of those UNC Asheville situations. Like it's Georgia, the University of Georgia, but the southern campus of uh, of 1985 or whatever. Oh, I really like that actually now. That's good. Yeah, Georgia <laughs> Southern. I see what you're saying. It's the southern campus. It's Georgia, but it's right. the southern campus. Uh, so it's like University right. of Maryland, University College. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, and there's that, and UMBC. I feel like it, you got to choose between University of Maryland, University <laughs> College, and go with UMBC. I mean, just anything but that name. University of Maryland, University <laughs> College. <laughs> That's come on, guys. That's I mean, if you didn't, if you weren't cracking up when you guys were coming up with that, University of Maryland. I, I don't know. We got to add something at the end of it. All right, maybe another university, <laughs> and then what? All right. College too. Uh, University of Maryland College might be like maybe that's what it technically is because like it's a branch of University of Maryland, but technically this campus is only a college. But they they thought just college sounded bad, so they're like, I guess throw one more university in, <laughs> and that way at least you get UMUC. What is it? The uh, the anagram or whatever it's called. Yeah. The soliloquy. Yes. Acronym. Soliloquy, what? Just a regular piece of writing from a hundred years ago? A soliloquy is uh, a, a uh, written piece meant to be spoken aloud, uh, either, either in a play or in some other type of performative art uh, for one person speaking the entire time. Oh, okay. So that's like a monologue with a little uh, pizzazz to it. Uh, longer, usually, I think, than than a monologue, maybe. But it's the same thing. You know, mono means one, solo means one, you know, bar by yourself, you know, so soliloquy. Right. Hope solo. Yes. Um, part of a uh, hope solo, part of a um, human trafficking uh, thing. Did you hear about that? 
No, she was uh, trafficking folks herself? Both. Wow, she got trafficked, and the trafficked became the trafficky. Yeah. Or maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Maybe I'm thinking of the movie Taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is um, top. Would it, you have it in your top? I'd say top three. No, I don't have it in my top anything. But, of course, because um, top, I think you reserve. Maybe you're just being more honest about what the top is. Maybe that's what it comes down to. But, but no, I, I reserve the top for, like, things that are uh, have some special quality to them or something. Not Taken just like two. Yes, something just only for sequels. <laughs> my top, my top three is only sequels. <laughs> yes, I. You know what? The rewatching Taken recently, the first half an, half an hour is pretty brutal. It's so like, like what is it called? Exposition where they just every line is just telling you what it is. Like, yes, I was in the like. T- you know, not a good example of what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he's just like, yes, my daughter Kimmy is 16. Like, just <laughs> on the phone with her. Like, <laughs> Kimmy? Yes, yes, it is you. You're 16, I know. <laughs> like, it's so bad in that regard, especially early. And then as soon as he's on the phone with her in France, that's when you have yourself a movie for a good hour, 20 maybe or whatever. But uh, the scene when they're on the phone together and she's getting kidnapped. Yeah, there's not too many better scenes than that. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty, pretty darn good. Um, Camille, listen to me. Yes. There's a door. Go next door. I've studied the outline of this place. Um. Willie the Nice Man. Yeah, he uh, he doesn't disappoint in Taken for sure. Uh, only early on, I'd say. I, th- I was thinking it'd be funny if Liam Neeson uh, is giving her like the advice where like where he tells her to go under the bed and stuff like that. The rest of the movie is the exact same as, as it is. But during that scene, all the advice that he gives her doesn't work out just because of the nature of the place. Like the bed is one of those beds <sighs> that doesn't have it, it, yeah. any way to get underneath of it. Oh, that's great. You yeah. know, go under, go under the bed. And she's like, I, I can't, I can't. It's not the kind of bed that you can go under. I, uh, you're going to be taken. She never gets taken. <laughs> right. You said I was going to be taken. Like, no, it looks like they're leaving. Follow them out the door. <laughs> <laughs> get in the car with him. <laughs> you are to listen to me very closely. <laughs> Kidnap yourself. <laughs> Look up a place called Krakosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure you're not found for 96 hours because after that, you'll never be found again. Um, that was like their <laughs> trademark. They never let people be found after 96 hours, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's their like thing. Uh, X amount of time without an accident that they keep up in their office. <laughs> right, right. Right, they hung up their first $2 bill they made. <laughs> Trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> right, they yeah. framed the corpse of the first girl they <laughs> trafficked who overdosed on heroin. Right. Oh. Place. Right, and of course not the real ones. They... 
you know, the unfortunate thing happened, and then they had replacements, you know, made. Like, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was just wondering because you hate to just say, "Oh, I'm a Taken musical," but I just seriously think it could happen. And uh, why not us? Not saying, "Oh, that was brilliant." They came up with an idea to do a musical about Taken, you know. But if somebody's going to do it, maybe we could take put our names in that. I think it might be just come and do for the perfect time to do a Taken musical. Just like we hit uh, the John Bonet Ramsey musical at the perfect, you know, at the exact moment. Yes. Please heads up for when live nobody, performances uh, yeah. coming soon. Yes. Keep an ear out. Keep an ear to the grindstone about that. Peter who? Peter where? Where is Peter? We must find him now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Peter who? Yes. Peter Weir, I must find Peter. Yeah, um, a frantic airport scene. Um, good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck. Um, right? Good luck. It's not. Is, yeah, that's from the movie. That's right? big time in there. Okay. And Liam Neeson, for moments in plays, especially when musicals are at stake, the good guys and the bad guys can put down their bury the hatchet and sing a song together once in a while. That's true. That those are some of the uh, most heartwarming moments, and they're never meant to be. Yeah, you know? uh, like Liam Neeson. You got to be careful. Like Liam Neeson and Saint Clair, the guy who's having the big party with the uh, the auction. Um, they go singing back and forth at each other when Liam's uh, arms are bound above that pipe in that like steam room or storage room. Like, okay, and not, like, not like a steam room you go in and joy the steam whatever like the mechanical room i guess yeah steam room yeah yeah so steam room excuse me stanley steamer um but yeah i think them going back and forth saint claire with his very cocky whiny maybe maybe nathan lane plays uh saint claire like this is a very unique business you know i, I you know work out the notes later but the feel i think Yes, Saint Clair. <laughs> Saint Clair was his buddy who, uh, who I, I have not seen it. So I... Saint Clair was the guy. Um, yeah, his buddy, his former buddy. Uh, no, that was Jean Claude. Oh, that was Jean Claude. Saint Clair was the guy with the party who Liam posed. Uh, excuse me, Liam posed as Jean Claude, his buddy from like his stint in like the CIA or whatever, whatever program. He yes. Was in yes. Where he yes. Like, yeah. That's Jean-Claude something whose ID he takes. It's just, which is how he got into the, uh, Marco from Trapoyo's place in the first place. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And Saint Claire is the like auctioneer guy who's like big party. They go to go to, and like he w- works his way up into the auction room and sees his daughter up there. I see. Saint Claire is the like proprietor of that. Uh, I think would be the right word. I see. All right. Yeah. This is a very unique business. So the two of them have a number. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is a very called this is a very unique business. That's good. I don't care. I just want my daughter. It's a very unique business. Mm-hmm. Don't you see, my friend? Although your daughter is upstairs, you must be downstairs. Please kill him quietly. 
And that was Jean Claude. (laughs) 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 Yes. I gotta see it. I gotta. That was Peter. That was Peter who? Peter where? (laughs) Who's Peter? Um, Yeah, that was Peter from the airport. Okay. Yeah. Cabs all expensive here. You want to share? Oh, that's really good. Sure, why not? That was this girl Ingrid later who we tried it on, and that's when Liam found him. Sure, why not? I will go <laughs> with you. <laughs> yes, Peter already sings. Yes. yes. Cabs are right. expensive. You want to share? I could share with you. Come into the city. <laughs> <laughs> we can share a cab. Cabs are expensive. My name's Peter. A Peter who? Peter where? Peter. <laughs> yeah, go, that just keeps returning back to the Peter who, Peter where. Peter who? Peter where? <laughs> I told you I can't say my name. Oh, Peter who? Peter where? <laughs> oh, and then he starts singing about his name. And then it's one of those things where she tricks him at the end and he, he like lo- puts his guard down and says his last name. Yes. Just just to finish the line in the song, you know. It's Right. He thought he was just helping her out by but then then they look at each other's like I've been found out. Peter who is right here. Peter where right. is or yeah, whatever the the correct uh fill in the blanks of those, but turns out his last name is Peter Ware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, DeMarcus Ware's brother. <laughs> Peter Bolware's brother. Peter Ware, yeah. Peter who? Peter Ware. Or yeah, maybe it's P Peter Who Peter Ware. Peter Who Peter who, Ware, yeah. Who Peter Ware was a uh was a Samoan name. Poo Peter. <laughs> <laughs> is who what it came Peter. from back in the day. The, in Samoa they were they used to Yes. Used to be a job. Right. Which which poop did the humans try to eat but when they were on their different obvious along the way at some point string of trying different poops uh which poop didn't they try to eat i think is is a okay. better question right because say, somebody's poop out there can't smell that bad they're like deers are like oh it doesn't smell that bad maybe this one's okay but i feel like most things that they were eating early on did smell pretty bad though too right like they would have been eating like rancid meat probably a good chunk of the time uh you know like they're eating bugs and stuff that doesn't smell great some of the plants they're eating smell bad i don't know if poops even uh, if smell is even like gonna be a big turnoff right smell is a social construct what do you mean don't tell me this smells bad this smells good to me yeah and easily you can convince yourself that something that smells bad but there are a few smells that you can't that are like coming from a deeper darker place inside you i think (laughs) But I mean, yeah, do we say, all right, well, it's only going to be a month process, everybody. Just it's going to smell like shit and then we're all going to blend in and then we could cut funding to uh, to people who go around spraying air freshener. Yeah, I think we would save a lot of money if we did just that. I mean, that's what uh, that's what the French do, right? Those filthy bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, I guess they. Or wait, are they right? Classy with the wine and the cigarettes, but then they do smell like shit, unfortunately. Or no? I think so, yeah. 
I no, I think that's what a lot of people. I you can just hide behind. That's what a lot of people say. I don't know. Oh, that's an it. unkind thing that people have said that we would never say. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people say that about the French. Me, I agree. I, I do think they do stink. <laughs> you, accident, <laughs> you accidentally get to the end and just can't possibly, you know, with this one, I just can't fake it for this one. No, I, I don't know the French well, but I think they have beautiful music and beautiful cinema, and I think they smell fine. I think they sound like complete arrogant pricks. They smell like shit, and they <laughs> treat women like garbage. My name is Peter. I smell like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please. You got to introduce yourself. <laughs> right. Every, every French musical. <laughs> <laughs> Je m'appelle Pierre. I smell like absolute <laughs> dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> now that that's out of the way. <laughs> I'll say one more time that I smell like absolute dog shit. <laughs> no. Yeah, and then just on with the rest of the rest of the play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time in France in the nineties. Ah, uh, what was his name? Liam Neeson traveled to France to find his daughter. That's the transition from saying I smell like shit. That's that's to like cleanse the palate, clean the palate of uh, the musical and set the stage again after they took care of all that we smell like shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think you I think you can almost forego any of the I mean, I guess it's obvious from the accent, but I was gonna say you can forego any of the exposition that explains that the person is French if you just make sure that they lead off with how bad they smell. <laughs> <laughs> don't even don't even do the play in french anymore <laughs> yeah all right he came out and announced we all smell like shit <laughs> drop the french accent <laughs> we're going american tonight yeah and i guess smell smell a vision never I mean, obviously, it's too difficult to make the smells come out of the TV and stuff like that. But at a play right. or a musical or something <laughs> like that, can't they make at least the French? Uh, <laughs> Have a guy come out and say, they're all French and just spray shit smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but i mean not of course not just limited to the french who i'm sure smell great and i of course yeah, of this course. is no we're just kidding yeah, this is uh weird this is just what some people i've heard say about the french a, <laughs> i'm just repeating yes. what they say and uh and you know echoing it just because i also <laughs> think that <laughs> <laughs> and i've found it to be the case in my personal experience as well and i've also visited the country many times so i can confirm it for a fact it's very true uh, yeah but that's not what i'm that's not the point of what we're saying anyway i'm just but i my, i was talking about more about uh incorporating smells into live uh, musicals plays and things like that is there anything like that yes yes i think in the taken musical 
uh, Jean-Claude is reacting to Liam Neeson shooting his wife. And he, this is how important it is in the storytelling process. He's like, obviously got to react to Liam Neeson shooting his wife in the arm, but he's still, because it's like this first scene of the second half has to start with, I smell like shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I smell like shit, Brian. You shot my wife, you bastard. (laughs) Who shoots his wife? Jean-Claude? Uh, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Liam shoots Jean-Claude's wife. Oh, yes. Like, okay, I remember that. I sit behind the desk now, Brian. What do you want me to do? I can't. I want you to help my daughter. And you will do it. And then he has, Brian pulls his gun, and Liam's like, you don't know the difference between a loaded gun and a very, you, you forget things when you uh, sit behind a desk. And you now you will help me right now. And he's like, no, tries to shoot him. And then he shoots his wife like, Get me, tell me who the fuck Saint Clair is right now. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, I have no choice. It's a flesh wound. It'll heal, you know. But what won't heal is if you don't tell me where my daughter is or whatever. Okay. And he didn't have the heart to tell him that he was Saint Clair? Or. <laughs> yeah. Right. At the end, um, Liam Neeson rips off his mask and it was Saint Clair the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very unique business, I just do. I just started. Yeah. Thanks for coming to the musical. Yes, thanks you for coming to the Taken musical. Um, the actors are the people who say that at the end. That's that could be a new spin. We'll we'll take Broadway by storm. Yep, our new uh, thing we brought to Broadway was the actors talk at the beginning and say thanks for coming. Right, the actors, the French actors uh, at the end of the Taken musical, just all say like we don't, you know, we don't have any. This is just what people say about French people so right we're not we don't actually smell like shit at all yeah and then they go around and let everybody smell them and yeah prove that (laughs) and that's its own whole musical i think you can go down these creative rabbit holes where like all these spin-off things like right it was such a unique show the uh the after show where this very interesting art piece of them going around and you'd smell each one and they indeed did not smell and we you know we love the creativity and you know it's about time we got back out there to the theater it's what we're famous for. Yes. Yes. Welcome back to the uh, Kevin Costner sleeping with Cal Ripken's wife. So they turned off the lights at the stadium so Cal wouldn't break the streak and he could run back and confront the situation. Uh, special episode of the podcast. Yep. One of the best stories of all time, whether it's true or not. It's got to be true. Yeah, it's, it's just really fun regardless yeah yes doesn't matter to me if it's true or not it's sort of like how i uh think about jesus christ our lord and savior (laughs) yeah Yeah. who cares if it's true does it really matter yeah what all of a sudden don't be nice right yeah jesus doesn't even exist dude i'm not gonna be nice anymore i've never had that thought i've only had the thought that i'm not gonna be nice anymore that's (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah, just such a nice, like all of the aspects to that story, just really, it hits on all cylinders. Yeah, it really does. I think you throw it in the uh, the musical uh, hat. I think you turn it into a musical and you, and you have Cal come back and talk. And uh, he laughs about it. Talk about ways to save your image. Just go back and like laugh at something that is a weird rumor about yourself. And be like, oh, I guess it doesn't matter. You know, another way... He, another way he could do it to uh, would be to 
play Kevin Costner in the movie. <laughs> it just comes off a little better, you know, because they would probably just had a genuine connection. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, this is supposed to be Kevin Costner? Yes. <laughs> Playing him, yeah, just clearly hates his guts. Yeah, you know how you can come back and laugh at something after it happens? He's just obviously not having any fun doing a very spiteful version of Kevin Costner. <laughs> yes. Now, Kevin Costner, if you're, if you're Cal Ripken's wife, who, uh, you know, who are you happier with? Um, winding up with, uh, you know, that, it, let's say you, you wind up with in the end, long term. I think, you know, this is probably a sacrilegious against Baltimore answer, but I think Kevin Costner, I think he seems like the better guy. Gun to my head, I'm friends with Kevin Costner over Cal. And which, you know, pains me to say is Cal was certainly more my hero growing up, but just right. once you can get, once you can grow up and learn to be able to call the Ravens game fairly, I think Kevin Costner is my answer. I agree, definitely. Got to be a, you know, I don't know. I don't, probably both of them take themselves a little too seriously for me. You know? I think so. Uh, uh, but Kevin Costner, less so. And I think Kevin Costner, if you caught him at his uh, house in upstate, I think with his loafers on and uh, denim shirt and denim pants, I think you could have you could break his walls down and uh, have a have a couple good conversations. Okay. Yeah. About the jeans. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. <laughs> Where did you get those jeans? <laughs> hey, Kevin. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I don't think Cal likes talking about jeans. <laughs> no. Not since the Kevin Costner incident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ever since then. But... uh who you so okay? We have the Kevin Costner and Cal cast. Yeah, it's just each other because Kevin Costner has played a baseball player. That's 10, true. Fifteen times. I was going to ask you if you thought, uh, you know, obviously Cal's going to play Kevin Costner, but <laughs> as far Costner. as the as far as the other way around, I don't know. Is that? I don't think you can just do a straight up swap. Maybe Kevin Costner's got to play the wife. <laughs> <laughs> right and then have cal's cal's wife play cal <laughs> <laughs> is what you're saying that's what i was saying yeah <laughs> um but yeah you go musical or, or dead serious stage drama hmm. i don't think cal ripkin could really sing so i wonder if that matters when you're thinking of a real story you're going to turn into a musical that guy couldn't even sing Right. As far as the genre that I would like to see the most, I think documentary would be really funny because, uh, you know, just to see Cal Ripken playing Kevin Costner, but everything else <laughs> about it is just a documentary of the events that took place. You know? <laughs> the reenactments. Yeah. Like, those yes, the reenactments. Blurry, but not that blurry. So you can still definitely tell it's like all the people involved just playing one. Everybody shift down one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, blurry reenactors getting Kevin Costner to be Cal. And like, you can, it's blurry a little bit to, to be in line stylistically with like those blurry reenactments in documentaries. Right. 
Which I think yeah. maybe you call it something else if you have blurry reenactments. This isn't a document of this. You guys made this up now. You don't know. They didn't do it exactly like this. This is These are actors. This is some kind of reenactment. Right. These are actors who were all the real people, but they're all playing one person down. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, you, or yeah, you just get Lin-Manuel Miranda involved and, you know. Behind the camera. Yes, behind the camera. The just off the screen actor who's paid to just be there for inspiration. Yeah. Behind, beyond the candle bra. Yes. What was, what did that turn out to be? I believe it's just, it's going to be a story about, uh. Cal Ripken. (laughs) (laughs) It's a musical about Cal Ripken. (laughs) No, yeah. That's as good as my guess is as to what it is, so. It's one of the guys with Italian names who was like, maybe we'll see one of the first gay guys. Like, um, yeah, one of the first gay guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, <laughs> it was about like um, uh, Vezzini or no, one of those like fashion Italian Liberace. Name. Liberace, yes. Um, <laughs> Vezzini. From uh, <laughs> from uh, the Princess Pride was um, was the first gay, the first gay guy. <laughs> How can you expect me to be the first gay guy? Um, <clears throat> when clearly the guy across the street from me was a clear. I, I lost it. Was clearly the gay guy. Right. Inconceivable. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Giamatti. Yes. Inconceivable. Okay. Oh boy, yeah, the Princess Bride redone with just Paul Giamatti as uh, Wesley and Vizzini. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, guy comes back and just green screens himself in two roles of an old classic. Two roles though, and you got to yes. be like, oh, what's going to be the second role? And that's part of the art. Okay, uh, Kevin Costner in. Uh, oh, because it, it's got to be a, a remake. Dances oh, with so, Wolves. Right. Again, so Cal Ripken but, photoshops himself into one in Kevin into one of Kevin Costner's baseball movies. Oh, that's good. Yep. As Kevin Costner and as Shoeless Joe Jackson, who comes back at the end. Yes. And then, um, hey, who's one of the good filmmakers? Hey, um, uh, Vizzini. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Vizzini. To come redo the whole movie, but you're yeah. Does that ever happen where like some movie that was like they were working on, but then they trashed and then just restarted? You know that movie's part of the artistic process, so like all those people get World Series rings too. Oh, I l- I would like to see something like that. Yeah, like how this um we got an Emmy for this new show on HBO, but this show actually started as a web series on YouTube. Everybody involved right. in that gets uh, an Emmy Her- now. Everybody involved with the company YouTube, <laughs> since that was a big part of the process. So right. Everybody who's ever worked at YouTube gets an Emmy. <laughs> and yeah, all their families were very supportive at night. <laughs> all their families, too. It's and a hard job, people. yeah. Yeah, and then those people inevitably have jobs and coworkers. Right. <laughs> so really okay i think that is probably getting some kind of overall good theme going of uh you know similar to our friend of the podcast we are all one being right in a way we we're all, all 
we all won the Emmy. We all won the Emmy for every Emmy. I mean, yes. You know, none of us uh, killed the people who were responsible for winning it. So you know, yeah. we could have <laughs> all these years. We could have. So in a way, oh. we're responsible for that by not mowing that person down. Right. The thank you for not murdering anybody in the last calendar year awards banquet. That's what it turns out. It really should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks everybody for not killing this guy oh, this is... <laughs> <laughs> oh yes okay and there are different awards every sunday night for like different people thanking you for not killing them and you oh that's basically a way to pick the best what is it 50 weeks a year uh the best 50 um people every sunday night we're gonna have but we don't actually thank them we just thank the rest of the world for not murdering them and you yes. call the whole world up one by one that's right <laughs> the way we interact with each other just normal small talk and culture or whatever could have been totally different like it could have just been like hey thanks for not killing me instead of hey how are you right you know you, you never know how like that these weird customs are going to evolve it could have just been like hey the thing where you guys realize how crazy it is that we're not murdering each other right now like you're in my way right now i'm trying to get over there i'm not going to kill you right that must have been huge. Like, oh, like, right. Two guys walk past each other and then like their heads exploded. It's like, oh, we could just, we could just do it. We could just walk right past each other or stop and shake hands. But both are fine as long as we're not messing with each other. Yes. So then in that version of society, you just walk up to the person and say, hey, thanks for not killing me. And they go, no, thank you for not killing me. Oh, shit. I knew I was forgetting something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, greetings, you know, customs. We have our different customs. Yeah, and then I were so like head-to-head killings like that, were they then taking, could they use the human body for stuff? Like, oh, we used the whole human. We killed him just because he, just to get him out of the way. But now it turns out we can use his bones to make, uh, um, to assemble. Another human. Someone just slightly taller and a little nicer. Ah, <laughs> oh, we're gonna need the. Can't just use these bones. We're gonna need some skin. Oh, we'll get it, get it from the uh, original guy over there. <laughs> and then, actually, you know what? Just see if he's still awake. Did he even really die? <laughs> he starts slapping him in the face. Shit, we forgot we needed a person. Hang on. No, I think he's fine. Clearly dead. All right, well, fine. Go with plan B. You know, have somebody else get inside of them and operate them. Oh, yeah. And that's what, that's what like, kids used to do, I, I think you said. Like, oh, this guy died. We really liked him. Have one of the kids give up his next few years so we can live a few extra years with Uncle Harry. Yeah, I was saying that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I was saying that, yeah. You were, uh, you were writing a whole musical about it. That's kind of good, yeah, it's. Dear Evan Hansen, it's just, except it's just a guy shoving himself inside the skin of his dead friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dear, uh, <laughs> dear dead man Hansen. <laughs> it's what we're famous.